Talking topic with T and your boy AD, aka A Dilla, aka Delhi's in the house. Yes, sir. What's the word, B? Man, I'm all right, man. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling? How you feeling on today? I mean, you know, man, you know, day by day. Um, just trying to figure things out. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm getting back to myself slowly but surely. So I'm an avid thinker. So a lot of times I'm guilty of overanalyzing, which sometimes create um, problems and not external, but internal. Then you sit back and reflect on it and say, man, really, why do I think that hard on that? Something so simple. I think we are victims of that. Um, even with, like, basic basic problems or basic anything that we're dealing with in life, sometimes we overanalyze the situation. And then we make the problem worse than what it actually is when it's just a simple fix that we need. Well, I'll tell you like this, man. One of the problems that we don't have right now is you got the studio smelling great. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we we in the zen mode right now. You know what I mean? Oh, most definitely. And I know that was just a, a, a segue opening for me to go ahead and shout out the true sensation that's going on right now. I started another thing with the company here. So we have a true aromatherapy going on. What it is is um, I have a variety of true infused incense that are perfect for aromatherapy um, to help set that relaxing, calming setting in your home or in the office or wherever it is that you find that time to get that me time, that personal self time to reflect. Um, I offer incense to help you kind of relax and get in tune with that. Like I always tell people, if you feel good, well, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you do good. So, you know what I mean? When you're analyzing yourself in the mirror, you, you're taking a look at yourself. You know what I mean? That's where you're going to that's where you're going to uh, correct the, the looking part of it. And once you look good, I just want to help bring the feel good in there. Once you smell something good in your home or you have a, a certain flow of aroma that's in your home, it sets the tone for your home. You know what I mean? It helps you. It helps create that zen in your home. So that's what True Sensations is all about. So be sure to visit the website or DM me or inbox about that. Inquiries on that, different flavors and stuff. I got you covered. And also, too, man, when it comes to the incense, and I'm speaking definitely from experience, um, this time of the year where it's nice outside, things like that. What I like to do, I like to burn the incense while I'm sitting outside, you know, especially just enjoying the weather or whatever, and it works very good. You know, that also helps set the mood because if you're sitting outside trying to have you a sensory moment, you know, especially like I what? said before. Set the mood. Set the mood, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get your mind right. I'm sitting outside, like I always say, look up at the stars. I've got a little music playing in the background, man. I like the incense. I'm good to go, you know. So that that's something I do. Before I go to bed at night, then I light one in the bedroom to kind of burn while I'm going to sleep. You know what I mean? So that also sets the mood as well. So I'm, uh, I, I do the same. I'm, I'm the same way. I do the exact exact same thing. Um, I actually offer a um, seven day chakra cleanse also um, that goes along with the true sense too. It's a, a different package that I offer and what it is. That's what I've been actually going through myself lately. So every night. Um, once I settle my house, I get my kids down to bed and everything. I I take my shower, I go in my room, you know what I mean, and 
burn the incense and I focus my energy on that certain chakra of the incense that I'm burning because because each energy chakra that's inside of us it actually can be tapped into by using certain natural herbs and natural spices once you blend them together you know what I mean it helps kind of just put your mind state in that area in that certain area it's, it's a lot it goes along with the meditation guide that you get with that I don't want to spill too much on here because then it takes away from the effect uh, the purpose of buying it but it does give a breakdown of each chakra and the scents that come with it and the perfect way to meditate well, not the perfect, but um, it gives uh, insight on a way to meditate yeah. along with the importance of meditation. So, like I said, be sure to check out the website, www.truetoyoutube.com. That's true, number two, Y-O-U, number two.com. If you want more information on that, send me a message, and we can chit-chat about it. So, check this uh -huh. out. I thought about something the other day, and I wanted to bring it to the show as a conversation. I'd be curious to see where do you put yourself so it was a show that, it was a show that used to come on uh I want to say a couple months back and it was called Love Goals and it was different Never heard of it. it was different people that we knew like well-known people and their couples and it was almost like a couples therapy type show they'd be in this house and what I liked about the show that it wasn't messy it wasn't fights and all that you know what I'm saying like Benzino was on there Spinderella from Salt and Pepper you know, um, the guy used to play for the uh, Chiefs, um, Dwayne Bowe. Okay, okay, okay. He's on there with his wife and things like that. So one of the exercises that they had to do was they filled a questionnaire as well as gave some DNA because the question was, what type of person are you? And either you're a warrior or a warrior. Now, I'm going to break it down slowly because it sounds like I said the same thing. Are you a worrier or a warrior? And people were surprised at what the conclusion was just from the test. And I had to sit back and think to myself, like, what am I? I could send myself a worrier, not warrior, but worrier. Because I do worry a lot, not about myself, but about people around me. I worry about what's going on in the world today. I worry about my future. I just worry about some of everything. And we all have worries to a certain extent. But some people are considered warriors. And the definition of a warrior was kind of like the overseer, the protector, um, man of steel type thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and the whole purpose was that and there were some men who got offended that they were called warriors. Like Dwayne Bo was offended. He was called a worrier because he built his life on being this football player, testosterone. You know what I'm saying? I'm a tough guy. And to say he's a worrier, he was like, man, how, how is she the warrior? But I'm the worrier when I protect her. But so my question to you is, given the way I just broke it down, what would you consider yourself? Warrior. Warrior? Okay. Um, and reason being... <clears throat> Um, as all humans, we all come into things that we might worry about. As human beings, we all come across things that we might not be able to see clear and we have to work through. But I consider myself being a warrior because I take on the fight. You know what I mean? I take on the fight of others. I take on the fight of myself. And my goal is to conquer that, that battle and we come out together. You know what I mean? I don't mind being your front line. At least, am I am I in the right angle of what you were speaking You're of? You're in the right angle, but... And that's what some people sell on the show. But I'm going to tell you how that could also transition to worrier. 
the perception is the word worry is like, oh man, I'm thinking about this, this, this. But the read, like I saw you, Dwayne Boy, gives an example because he's that same persona. And she said, the reason why you're considered a worrier, not a warrior, is because you rather take it all on because you don't want other people to have to deal with this. You want to set the example and things like that because you don't want to put them through certain things that you may see coming. Okay. You know what I mean? So, in a sense, a worrier is not necessarily always being worried, but it also could be a protector because you know you can handle it more than others. When a warrior will be kind of like, you know what, y'all handle that. If it come to this level, I got this. I got this, right. You know what I'm saying? So she had to break it down that being a worrier is not a bad thing. You think We can go back to what we talked about last week on the show when you may mention about, you know, like being a father to your son and are you doing X, Y, and Z. What you're doing is setting the trend so he don't have to experience X, Y, and Z, but that's still being a worrier because you know what happens if you don't do X, Y, and Z, the possibilities of where he could probably land or your daughter or wherever the case may be. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. So your, 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 your actions, coaching football, things like that, is of a worrier because you lead by example and you want to make sure he don't have to experience certain things. Right, true. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense because that, and that's that's exactly what it what it is. That's that's how I see it. It's certain things that I've been through uh, that I feel that if I correct those things in his life, the way that I felt they should have been corrected in my life, it'll help him to get past certain things that I went through in my life. That's absolutely correct. Right. But I do understand in the same aspect of him being an individual, him being a human being and myself, that some things in life I won't be able to teach. Right. You but know, you can set the groundwork oh, and the foundation. Of how to handle it. Right. right. And then, too, what was also phenomenal about this particular exercise, in most cases of, of what I've seen on the show, the warriors mostly were women. So if you really think about, let's take your life, for example, even my life. I was raised by a woman. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, in most households, who they say is the backbone? The woman. Because they set the example. They set the trend. Our job is to uphold a lot of this stuff and maybe take it to another level. Right. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a negative connotation of saying you're a worrier and not a warrior. But in most cases, the women are the backbone of most households. So they were looked at as the warriors because they held everything together. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. What, what was this? It was called Love Goals. It came on um, on Oprah's network. It's new. You said wait. So did you, you said it was an old show that you used to watch? It, it, it back yeah. on or yeah, because it, it was like a uh, it was like an eight week thing, and I okay. kind of caught it on like week three. This this had, you know what this had to be like during December January, so I kind of watched it all the way through the eight weeks. Man, I'm, I'm gonna see the link, and it just was interesting to see how these people work on their relationship. Coolio was on there. Um, I kind of think I remember when you just said Coolio was in. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I never just, watched it, but I think I, I'm seeing like the little trailers that come across the TV for it and stuff like. And that. And what I liked about this show, man, because with these guys being celebrities, but the ups and downs that they experience, the trials and tribulations, is the same thing that we go through on a daily basis. Right. Like to hear Dwayne Bow, his wife was like, "Look, I'm tired of when we go places." You go bananas because somebody looking at me crazy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, you mind? 
but he wasn't saying it like a piece of property. Right. He was saying like, I'm your protector. I'm not going to allow nobody to hurt you or the kids or blah, blah, blah. Facts. But her thing is, you got to trust me that I can handle myself. We're not talking about a physical fight. I can say I'm good or whatever, whatever, whatever. If it gets further than that, I can call on you, but trust me. You know what I mean? Right. And you don't, and, and her thing also was, you don't trust me around, I mean, it wasn't trust. You don't like people looking at me a type of way or whatever, which I understand, but you keep a positive people at the house all the time, and we got daughters. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And then our one son, he got to take on your mentality like, well, she can't do it because she's my sister, but since I'm the guy, I can do X, Y, and Z. And it took a while through the through, through the healing and the breakdowns and the media uh, mediation sessions, stuff like that, to get an understanding. And it was just so real. Cause like I said, it wasn't messy. It wasn't a messy show. It was a real show. And it was very helpful when it comes to relationships. Right. And um, that's been a lot of the issues that's been coming to me. Uh, relationships mm-hmm. and that's just I think that's just one ongoing issue that's gonna forever be a problem in life and the only thing people are gonna have to learn how to do is cope with it you know what I mean it's 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 not a such thing as getting over it you know what I'm saying it's coping with it because mm-hmm. there are certain things about people that we have to understand that we cannot change right you know what I mean so you have to just either adapt or move around right but if you really you know, claim that you love somebody or you claim that you really want to be there with and for somebody, then yes, you have to understand that adaption is what comes with change. Right. Adaption is a part of change. So you have to adapt to the character that this person is and figure out, well, where do I need to strengthen that? Or help this person figure out where their strengths are and where what their weaknesses are because sometimes they can't see it. And the thing is, who do you love? True. Like, do you love who you want them to be or who they are? Do you love yourself? Yeah. Because if you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody. Right. And the thing about it, when you relationship, I mean, it's always going to be alterations that got to be made on either side of the fence. But it really boils down to, you know, do you love who they are? Let's tweet some things because two personalities combine into one. Or am I with them because X, Y, and Z? I mean, if it's not, a, because, you know, you figure, I look at it like this, man. And you're older here, much like myself. You know, to me, I've always took on the mindset where looks is okay. Well, if you ain't got no damn brains, what are we talking about here? You see what I'm saying? Which is true, but we also can't put past the fact that presentation does matter. Presentation does matter, but what I'm saying is, think back when we were younger, you had guys that brag about, man, I got this girl, she a 10, da da da, da. Yeah, but she dumb as dirt. Oh, facts. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's, that's out the window. We too old for that. And I ain't going to lie to you, man, and it may sound like a slight, but it's not a slight. I think you understand where I'm coming from. Well, the people listening in, man, I don't want to walk around with head turning everywhere I go. It's many skirts. You're not at ease. I don't want that. You can't be at ease. That's that. that. That's where that. That's what creates the the jealousy trait inside of a man. Right. Because you know you got something that everybody else won't. You know what I mean? And even if you own your P's and Q's and everything, this is still something that's considered that you don't want to let go. And you don't want nobody else to have their hands on it or in it. You feel what I mean? And they want them for what? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So then you sit there and now you become this overprotective person. And if it doesn't cause you to be an overprotective person, then it causes you to do things out of your character. Right. So that you can maintain a certain a certain aspect of this this woman or this man that you're seeking or you're going after or that you calling your own that everybody else wants. Right, right. And to me, it just creates more of a peaceful outing situation. 
relationship or whatever. Because when you get our age, man, ain't nobody walking around trying to impress nobody with the way you look. And I'm saying as far as like wearing the three-piece suits and got to have the Gucci this and the Gucci that. Like, man, ain't nobody got time for all that, man. Like, And, and that might be what it boils down to. It doesn't actually boil down to who it is that you're talking to or who it is that you're with or what they look like or anything like that. It might actually boil down to how much do they respect you and care about you to do certain things. Right. Like, if I met you and, you know, you had everything in the back that went along with everything in the front. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I seen you in, in leggings and half-cut shirts and woo-woo-woo. Now we done entered into a stage where now we are in a relationship. You should have enough respect. That is you. Don't get me wrong. That's you. But you should have enough respect to say, well, I'm not going to do this because I know this is going to draw attention. And I just don't want my man to feel this way or my 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 woman to feel this way. I give you the opposite effect. Close buddy of mine. <laughs> I'm just going to trip you out. We was having a conversation on the phone a couple weeks ago. He was like, hey, man, do you do you ever have to tell your wife about how to dress, blah, blah, blah? I said, no. I said, because for one, she don't own provocative clothing. She don't even feel comfortable wearing that type of stuff. He's like, no, nah, I ain't talking about that. He said, I'm talking about like looking presentable. I said, well, no. I said, I've never had to. I said, where you going with this? He said, well, my wife, she walk around with a shirt on backwards. I said, what the hell? Wait, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> I said, man, hold on. He said, man, there's sometimes she leave out for work. She got her shirt on backwards. I said, hey, man, I tell her, you know, your shirt on backwards. Uh, so what? I ain't trying to press nobody. Now, this woman, mid-50s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mid-50s. He, I said, no, nah, we ain't got the problem in, in, in my household. That That's never been a problem. I said, look here. So if I put a shirt on backwards, as soon as I put the first arm in, I know it's on backwards. I know oh, it's on backwards, around. right. And if you feel coming working, he's like, man, nightgowns on backward. He's like, I ain't saying every day, but it happens. I, you got to tell him to ask her, was Chris Cross like, or like something, somebody she looked up to? Did she was she really into them or something? He said she just don't care. I don't care what nobody thinking. I like what? It's not about that though. You right, know? right. Does that does that fall in the same line of like having some dignity about yourself? That's all I'm saying. I told him the exact same thing. Cause me and him talk like that, so that's why I said. We talking about maybe provocative. That's a whole nother level right there. Right. And then it almost seemed like it's like an attention-seeking almost type of thing. Because now all you're going to do is have a whole bunch of people throughout the day coming up to you telling you, hey, your shirt on backwards. Hey, was you aware your shirt was on the other way? Hey, you might want to turn your shirt around. I think your tag in the front. You know what I mean? It's, it's It seems like it's a, it's a tension thing almost. But if, if you used to it, because, like, it's not even right to wear clothes that way. The moment, like I said, the moment I put my arm in, I, man, I just don't feel right. So if you feel comfortable wearing that, it ain't just start recently. You understand no, what I'm right. saying? It's something you've been doing. He said, man, it's been going on a very long time. I don't know. Like 20-some years. Hey, maybe that's, hey, that's just what, she, that's just, that's just what some people just like stuff. Hey, man, look here. Hey, you, can't tell a, you can't tell a person what's right and what's wrong from their own perception. Yeah, but guess what, though? When it's all said and done, I ain't going out with them. You're right. If my significant other dressed like that, hey man, I catch you later. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take my car today. Yeah, why you got the bucks on the back and it's it plain in the front? You know what I mean? Right. What is that? Why the last name and the number on the front <laughs> <laughs> and the team name on the back? You got on a V-neck shirt and the V's in the back. Well, what is that? Maybe you got a lot of chest hair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm telling you, that's but, that perception, man, and that that that's what I'm saying. So when it's all said and done, it's bigger than just 
this. The older you get, especially when you become a parent or, you know, you plan a house, you in a relationship or whatever, long term, whatever, man. You know, how you know, how often do you really pay attention to, hey, you know what? What you wearing them pants for? Whatever, whatever. Because in the end, you represent each other and the respect is where both understand like this ain't what it's about, especially if that's not who they are. And in the same breath, it just gets to a point where when you get to a certain point with people or you get to a certain point with somebody, you might have a thought about it. You just don't say nothing at this point. I, but right. I, I don't even care because you have just started to you just started to tap in and understand like that's just who he or she is. Mm-hmm. That's when that understanding comes in. But when you don't understand somebody, you know you can you will know you don't understand them. And not, not understand them verbally Understand them physically, emotionally, spiritually You have to understand who you're dealing with And you'll know when you don't understand them Because you'll start to question every little thing that they do But look at it like this though man Think about older couples you didn't see When I say old, I mean like senior citizens How many I mean you figure when you get that age Does it even matter As far as Man you look so beautiful blah blah it's pretty much about the brains. Oh, of course. And there was some beauty involved early on, but it wasn't about having a ten piece with half a brain. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah, you building a house. But when they when you start to get older with somebody in the same you still see the same person that you seen from the beginning. You're supposed to. You know what I mean? And and you I know that just based off certain situations of people looking at me alone, you know what I mean, and being able to say certain things about me alone. And it's like, right. You still see the person that I was such and such time ago, you know what I mean? Whereas I see um, my age, or I see the difference in who I am, or I see the difference of who I'm becoming. But when you put a stamp on somebody and somebody really means something to, to you, you can never look past who they are. You will always see the beauty within them. That's true. And that's Whether the good them thing tits about it. get saggy or not. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's why beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people get caught up in the wrong stuff, man. And I think really, you know, this COVID has helped people really develop some form of appreciation one way or another for significant others as well as your children as well as life in general, man. Because, and I and I heard some other day, I can't even remember what I was watching, but I heard some other day, man, and they were saying how right now with the election, with the COVID, all this talk about a, a, a cure, mm-hmm. vaccine, vaccine, um, work, unemployment, um, mental health is at an all-time high because the uncertainty of what tomorrow may bring or may not bring. Like, how hard is it to really sit back and say, you know what? I'm going to get up today and I'm going to take each day. Thank you. I'm going to take each day, you know what I'm saying, and then be the best. But it's so hard because when it's all (laughs) said and done, you just don't know. But in the same aspect of you talking about that, me and bro was just talking about this earlier, how every situation that has happened this year has affected the world. Correct. It hasn't affected a certain state, a certain city, a certain a certain uh, nation of people, a certain population of people, a certain, a income, certain bracket. income bracket, nothing, a certain political group, nothing. It has affected the world, every situation. And I was telling people way before we even got into this year that 2020 was the year of vision. 
2020 is vision. When you think 2020, first thing come to your mind is vision. And now this year, everybody is waking up to seeing everything that is going on in the world. So when you sit there and you want to talk about mental health, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of mental health due to the pandemic. But now think about us as people and where we at in life right now and how we feeling. We dealing with this pandemic already having these life issues that's going on. And on top of that, you add more stress and depression and anxiety and stuff on us when we sit here and have to deal with the George Floyd, the Jacob Blake, and the Breonna Taylor. And now you give us more news on the Breonna Taylor. You gave us the information you knew we didn't want to hear. That's why you had the plan for it before you even released the news because you already knew what was coming and you knew what you do- you knew what you were doing. I'm going to tell you something, man. I heard somebody, I think it was Kenny Smith on TNT doing the NBA telecast. He said, everybody say 2020 has been a bad year. He said, you know what? For me, it's the opposite effect. And I had to think about what he said. He said, I've never in all my years of life told told so many people how much I love them, how much I appreciate them, hug dap up more than I have in 2020. I've never done it. He said, it's made me, he said, I'm not saying that things aren't, don't affect us, the negative stuff that happened. He said, man, I've learned to develop so much appreciation, so much more for my loved ones, for my buddies. And Shaq said, yeah, man. He said, every time we talk on the phone now, it's always, all right, man, love you, bro. Love you, bro. Like, we've never done that. You know what I'm saying? And that's coming from people that's in tune with themselves. You know what I'm saying? When you look at people like Shaq and Kenny and Chuck, you know what I'm saying? Can't nobody break them they spirit. Right. They are happy because they want to be happy. Right. They are happy because they have created the reason for themselves to be happy. Right. So they talk they can talk they I'm not gonna say they can talk like everybody is not privileged to have that same uh verbal communication out. But and they I would see where he's coming from where he says that because that's in the same breath of how we talk, because I don't feel like twenty twenty has been has been a hindrance to me at all mm. i have accomplished a lot in this year alone you know what i mean but when i'm speaking worldwide i'm speaking far as for the world itself uh, uh us as people in the situation that we're dealing with how everything has affected people because yeah yes I'm, I'm okay but i'm still getting the phone calls from people that are letting me know that they're not okay you know what I mean? But yet, I know they have things in their life that they appreciate, like they were able to go buy this or buy that or do this and do that. Yeah, we all have reasons to appreciate, and that ha- same thing has happened to me. A lot of the conversations that I have before us off the phone, it's, all right, bro, all right, love, bro, love, love, right, because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And this year has been so unpredictable, we don't know what's to come tomorrow. Right. Most definitely, man. And, you know, a lot of it, too, when it's all said and done, man, it's just, I hate that, well, you know what? Let me recant that statement. I'm like you, though. It's been a lot of stuff that happened that I could look down on has affected me, but it wasn't a full-blown direct effect. It's right. been a it's been a, a global effect, like you said. Right. You know what I'm saying? Give or take a few situations. But as a whole, um, like you mentioned, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, those are global effects. Exactly. It wasn't a direct effect per se where it was my son or my nephew exactly. or whatever, whatever, you know. And um, because I've always been a type of person, man, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong. I've always been a type of person to show appreciation for those that I consider close to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my, my approach, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong as a, as a good friend of mine, my approach hasn't changed none because I've always shown that that approach and, and give that advice and just try to be there and 
you know what I mean, reach out to those if I need something and be honest and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So right. for me, it really hasn't changed. It just opened my eyes more about um, understanding more of what's going on around me instead of just, okay, you know what? Let me just focus on me. Because now more than ever, we really got to focus on what's behind us. Not only as parents, not only as spouses and sons and uncles or whatever, whatever but as educators as well. Um, a young lady I know, uh, shout out to Bria Smith. She did a post um, on Facebook where she was actually speaking on um, the situations that's going on. But then she was speaking about culturally us in the community. And she was like, everybody's kind of going around and they're shining light on all the bad things that the quote unquote black leaders that we have now, you know what I mean, are doing. But nobody is actually really trying to shine light on the good stuff. As soon as we find something bad about them, we want to shine light on them. And this is coming from within the community. Instead of actually emphasizing on the good things that they are doing and trying to pinpoint out those things and capitalize on those things, we'll rather take something bad that they did and we'll we'll promote that more than we promote what they're actually doing. Isn't that a, a, a lifelong problem, though? Of internal backlash towards one another? Of course. Right. And that's why in, in episodes that we've talked on before, it was spoke. The change starts with us individually. People got to stop looking at it as a whole for one quick second. Right. Because I understand we want the change for us as a whole right now. You right. know what I mean? But we'll never get the change for us as a whole because as a whole, we're not on one accord. And why we're not on one accord? Because a lot of us are still mentally battling who we are. As an individual person, not even not even in a nation spake, uh, sake or a spiritual sake. I'm talking about as a person. You don't know what it is that you like. You don't know what it is that you dislike. You don't know your strengths. You don't know your weaknesses. You don't know your career path. You don't know where you're going to be in five years. You don't know what goals you got for the next three months. You don't know a whole lot about yourself, but you want to sit out here and throw an idea out of something big, like a, 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 a whole cultural nation of people and how we can change for the better of us. Okay, so let's say we make this change. Let's say they make, they make this change for the better for us. Now what are you going to do? Because you still have nothing behind yourself to even put you in a position to be somewhere. So if you really want to do change, you have to start with yourself because that's where that's where the main change is going to come from. Because then you will be able to see it the way other people start to see it. But right now you don't see it that way because some people don't want to fight. Some people do want to fight. Some people want to loot. Some people don't want to loot. Some people want to protest. Some people don't want to protest. And why? Because we don't know the objective of what each other actually wants. Then we get one person that speaks up and we stand behind them because of the clout or whatever it is that they have. But in all reality, they're not fit to be a leader. Killmonger. This is your king? Well, I agree with you one million percent. And I'm going to add to that. Another big issue is, and of course we speaking in a general sense, not as a person individually, people want the benefit of the change, but don't want to help with the change. Come on now. Uh-huh. That's the bigger problem that I see. Like when like you bought the looting. You looting in your own neighborhoods. Come on. First of all, you should loot anywhere. That's just my opinion. Um, but I ain't out there holding stop. Hey, don't do that, whatever. But you get mad when you can't walk to the store no more and get your cigarettes or get your milk, get your eggs, or whatever the case may be. 
Right. But you happy if they decide to build a grocery store in your neighborhood, but then you go and tear it down, burn it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't want it both ways. And then on top of the fact, you boast and brag about it. When they was looting during the Joy Floyd stuff, man, and they burned that Walgreens down and people on, on the, the Instagrams and all that type of stuff bragging about, yeah, look what I did, blah, blah, blah. But now you ain't got nowhere to go. That one dude was pissed because he's like, this is where my, my elderly mother gets her medicine. What's she supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? So, when, and, you know, and I've my, my mindset has really grown more, especially working in a suburban environment compared to working in the inner city because I see more and more being on the inside why white folks have always been ahead of the curve because they don't voice displeasure towards each other as much as we do. Mm, facts. You know what I'm saying? That's the bottom line. You know, like I'm, I'm, I believe in supporting our own, but I don't believe in breaking my neck to support my own because there have been times where I've supported my own and I ain't got the greatest service or the greatest product or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? We, we, we still got to figure out how to support one another as well as make us feel like, okay, if I'm supporting you, I'm getting the same, if not better, than if I go over here to pick and save. And then the same people that ain't judging you turn around and, I mean, the same people that's not supporting you turn around and judge you when you get help from the other races because they actually see what you're trying to do and move forward with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, all of a sudden, you fall into the Uncle Tom and the Coon and all these other terminologies they have, for, you know, people. But it's like, come on now, they actually see what I'm trying to do here. Right. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, you get tired of begging from for support from your own people. Mm-hmm. You get tired of it because you try so hard to put it in their face. You try so, you try so hard to even still make it a business. You know what I mean? Right. Without it being looked at as I'm trying to rip you off. But in the same breath, you got to understand that I took the time to take extensive classes and study and in hours and everything behind this so that I can provide assistance to you or I can serve or sell this product to you. And the only thing you got for me is, come on, man, you trying to rip off, man, come on, these your people, these your, I mean, Look out come for on, the man, brother, let man. your brother get, but it's like, right, but in the same thing, if this was being sold in Walmart right now for the same price, and you didn't know it was me, you would go buy it. Non-negotiable prices. You would go buy it. But when I put my stamp on something, you feel like I should just give it to you, or let you get a sample, or say, come on, now, nah, we know how this go, a sample turns into you not buying it. Well, that, you know, and I'm going to bring something up, man. Me and you had a conversation off air, and I'm going to bring it on air. That's no different than people who sit back and say they support the podcast. They never been to the website, even heard not one word off the podcast. Yeah, true story, because, it, you know, I actually um, run these statements by people where I talk about certain things, and then people will capitalize on it, and then they'll hit me with that. Like, hey, you should do a podcast on that. Where do you think I got the information from? Right. Because I did a podcast on it. But what that goes to show me, you just don't listen. So the 700 and something plays I got and the little audience of following I got, I do understand that most of that is not people that's really close to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what it is. But for some reason, it's like those that are close to you don't want to be a part of what you got going on or follow behind what you're doing until they see everybody else doing it. But then they get mad when you put them in the bandwagon, in the band. Like, come on, I don't don't need your support at this point because now I feel like it's fake. Right. I've been trying to get you to be a part. You know what I'm saying? And I'll take it one step further, man. Like, if you think about um, 
our 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 podcast that we we've done on Tuesday with the sports. We don't get many hits on there at all. But the people like when we do go live and people chime in on the live feed on the on the podcast, 95% of them is white people that's that's chiming in. And the black folks, they rather just take their time and go watch Stephen A or you know what I'm saying? Something like that. They don't want to sit back and listen to us who talking local information. Not even understanding that you're listening to people who, who are being okayed to say certain things that they say. Ain't no okay with this. No. What comes out is what it is. I don't do editing to this audio. I don't cut and chop anything out of this audio. What's being said is what's being said. Because I understand that everything that's coming out of my mouth that's being said is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I don't need anybody to go over what I got to say and let me know if what I'm saying is right. It's coming out of my mind. In my mind, it is right. right. And if it's not, I'll analyze it and I'll correct myself if that if that needs to happen. But in the same breath, no. Why not listen to somebody you know? Somebody that you're actually sitting there watch. Take the time out to study the stats, the facts, the 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 research, all that stuff, and then understand if they're telling you the truth or not. Don't get me wrong. You're supposed to go look at it for yourself, too. But why wouldn't you want to listen to that before you go turn on A&E and listen to the History Channel or something like that and get your information from a voiceover? It's not even a person. It's a voiceover. Who right. could just be reading out of a book that you're being taught out of a school or whatever the case may be, and then you take that information and you run around and you spread the same false information that we're trying to get away from. Right. And this is the constant trait that goes on. So when they want to talk about generational curses, that's one of the big ones that need to be broke there. People need to stop sitting here trying to teach from the same informational sources that they, they were taught from. Get your own information. Learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. Teach off of that. That's why nothing is changing. That's why generations are getting worse and worse. Because the generation has started bad. And if you keep teaching bad to bad, it only can get worse. When you pour more bad into bad, it just gets worse. But when you don't pour any good into bad, then there's no balance in it. Right. Now, I want to segue that into another conversation that's kind of along the same lines, which to me might be on along, line, along the lines of trauma. And as I'm talking, I want you to think about this question I'm about to ask you. So when I'm done, you can kind of chime in. Think about how you you mentioned global things that have happened that's happening right now as impacting us. I want you to think about what global things that you've seen in your years of life that has affected you not necessarily where you like can't sleep but still to this day where it may affect you and I'm going to give you two examples for me that still affect me to this day just from a mental standpoint just like when I when I reflect like man the first thing was the 911 when the, when the World Trade Center got hit. And I'm going to tell you what part about that. It I'm wasn't a, just the fact that happened. I'm going to touch base on the same because when you first said it, that was the first thing popped in my head. Okay. 9-11, but go ahead. I'm going to tell you what it, what, for me, I remember after everything went down and that evening, me, my wife, her mother, and her mother's boyfriend, we was at uh, Shakey's Pizza eating. And I remember we sitting in front of the TV. And at this time, the second tower hadn't failed yet. And the image that's still in my mind is watching them people jump out that window. Watching them people with the sheets tied from the window trying to climb down. And you're on the 100th floor. And the sheet goes to the 99th floor. And you're just sliding down. And I remember I was so mesmerized by that because I'm like, man, these people really have no option. It ain't wait for people to save me. It's like 
they waving the white flag, help we up here, blah, blah, blah. And I remember that week I went to the um to the store and they had the magazine. It might have been Newsweek magazine or Time or something like that. And they had a guy in the air jumping out the window, just frozen in time. And that bothered me because I'm like, man. So every year when 911 happens, man, I watch all that stuff just like it was yesterday. I remember all of it like yesterday. That's the first thing. The second thing, Hurricane Katrina. When I sat back and I watched all those people in New Orleans couldn't get out their homes, dying in the river. It was a website called Orgish. They no, they no longer around. They, they've been shut down for years. Man, they had, they had shown everything. They were showing dead bodies floating in the water, all this type of stuff, man. And those are people. You know what I'm saying? And then looking at some of the interviews of some of the people, they say, well, why didn't you leave New Orleans? They say, because this is one place. They said, New Orleans is a poor town. They said, this is one place where we can live poor. I can take $3, 3 to $5, and eat off of it for a week. I can eat red beans and rice every day. You know what I'm saying? And I just think about those things like if I was in those situations, how would I ever be able to bounce back? So I got a lot of, you know, it bothers me. But like I said, I don't lose sleep over it, but it, it, it enters my mind a whole lot. Just helps me stay grounded and feel fortunate about the position that I'm in. But those things affected me long term. 9-11 affected me a lot. Um... 9-11 is what brought the fear of flying to me. Um, I already have a fear of heights as, a, as it is. You know what I mean? And that just comes from, Same here. from being tall. I try to tell people I'm 6'5". You know what I'm saying? You got to understand, when you're standing on top of something and when I'm standing on top of something, the distance for me and for you is completely different. You know what I'm saying? When we go on a roller coaster, you know what I'm saying? My, my spine and my neck is longer than what yours is. So I'm higher than you think I am on top of being higher than you think I am. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but <clears throat> 9-11, I was in elementary school. I was a kid. You hear me? I had no understanding of what death was, what tragedy was, what um, what crisis is. I don't know what none of this stuff is. I'm a kid. So that was your introduction. You hear you. Exactly. I was a kid. I didn't know anything about this. This was a regular day of school for me. Because you read things about Vietnam, World War II, but even Pearl when, Harbor. But when you're hearing that, it's being described as heroes. You know what I'm saying? These right. people are fighting for your country. They're heroes. You know what I'm saying? That's this is what this is how they teach it to you. Right. So you don't see the the bloodshed and the tears and debris and everything that comes along with it. So we're sitting in music class. I remember it like it was yesterday because that's how much it affected me. I was sitting in music class and it had, no, actually I was not. We were sitting in class and we were on our way to music class. And when we got to music class, this was back in the day when they had the push TVs that were on the cart. With the VCR. Exactly. Uh-huh. I was, we were going to, to music and when we got to music, the lights were off in the music room and the TV was on and they asked everybody to sit down. And we sat down. And when we sat down, the news was on, and they were speaking on what was going on. Oh, this plane has crashed into the tower. Da, 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 da. I don't know the words verbatim, but right. it's still not registering as a kid what's going on. Until we're sitting there watching, and we see the second plane crash into the building. That's when it, that's when it was like, what? This ain't no accident. Because one thing that you do know as a kid is 
planes are not supposed to crash into buildings. You feel what I'm saying? Correct. So when we're sitting here and that plane crashed into the building, all the kids look at the adults. We look at the adults. Looking for an explanation. The adults go into shutdown. If we need to call, we're going to call individual parents. We're going to go home today. Wait, what's going on? So then you go home, and now your parents are watching. Now you're starting to understand what's going on, and it's like, wait a minute. These people didn't do nothing to nobody. Wait a minute. The possibility of me getting into a plane could have been me. Wait a minute. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you want me to get on a plane, and this goes into the Jamie Foxx segment of, of, of I might need security, bro. You with me. You know what I'm talking about. Right. He said the same thing. Can you imagine getting on a plane right now, the age you are right now, getting on a plane, you with your family, and you sit down, and you put your bags up, you put your neck thing on, you relaxing for your flight. The plane starts to take off. And as the plane starts to take off, that's what you hear. Welcome to Flight 666. Your anxiety is going to kick in instantly, not off of a racist situation or anything like that, but just because of what is distilled in your mind from what that specific group of people have done, you like, shit, this might be my time. Let me add to that, and I'm going to let you finish the story. I'm done with the story. Go ahead. Better yet, because I've taken, I'm not a big flyer either, and I've taken a flight one Twice since 911, three times. And how about if you just sitting on the plane and you see a Middle Eastern guy? What's automatically going to enter your mind? What's up, buddy? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> what to <it> do, buddy? <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even know because of history, and it's wrong because that's the way we don't want to be judged. As, as African Americans But because of what happened In that traumatic sense It's like It put a stereotype on Yeah and, and But that's what we go through as well Now when you see them instantly The first thing that comes to your mind is terrorists You know what I'm saying And it's like that's not even Culturally that is not who that Who those people are Right At all Right But because of when I was Six years old, and I seen that, and then I seen y'all put turban people on TV with the word terrorist. That's the only thing that can come into your mind when you see them. Right. Even when you have the recollection recollection of them not being that, you still look at them and you're like, that's the joke now, terrorists. Right. Just like it's the joke for black people with the big nose. All black people don't got big noses. It's not true. Look at Kayla's nose. <laughs> it's not true. Right. <laughs> but by it being a stereotype, you just go along with it. Big nose, big head. You feel what I'm saying? So now that's the stereotype they have, and it's not a good one. Actually, you know, some cool people. Shout out to Ishmael. Ishmael. Yes, sir. That's what's up. Uh-huh. Hey, shout out to the people over at Smoke Vape where I get all my cigars and my shisha from, man. They're Arab as well. He slid an ad in here. Taught me how to smoke a fine hookah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah. you know what's crazy, man? And, and, and you know... I just remember that morning, I was sitting there on the bed, watching the Today Show, whatever the hell was on, one of them shows, and... Today? Today in 9-11 of 01. Oh, so it was that day. That day of So the day. that day show, I got that you. That day man. show. And I remember 
taking my two oldest because <laughs> my wife was pregnant with the twins. And I remember taking my two oldest out to the daycare van, came back in, showed the building smoking. I'm like, dang, what's going on here? Okay, you know, first thing you think of, like, man, did was, was the pilot drunk? Cause you always hear stories about right. how, you know. So when the second plane hit and hearing the commentary, you like, I can't take my eyes off this TV. I ain't even going to go to the bathroom. I ain't want to miss nothing. Cause was, I knew it was changed. It was earth changing. It was man, and then it was like <clears throat> I could still re- I could still feel and remember the anticipation of them like is they gonna crash a plane into the Pentagon? Is they gonna do this? Like it was just, oh my god! Is they gonna, Nine is they gonna that hit was Milwaukee a, next. That was crazy, man. New York is a big city. Oh, I wonder if they gonna hit all the big cities. Like it was it was serious. It right. was serious. And I then remember you like hear, yesterday. Then you hear. That the one plane did crash into the Pentagon, another plane that people fought them off and they crashed into the field that was heading for the White House. Right. I mean, then you hear these stories after the facts. That really said, man, I wonder what's next. You know what I'm saying? Because they stopped all the airplanes from taking off and everything like that. So let me ask you this. The fact that we can remember this like yesterday, verbatim, what we were doing, like you talking about in elementary, um, would that be considered a sense of trauma? Of course. I agree. Because you can you can recall it. Like I just got done telling you, that's not a made-up thing. I can literally still, I can feel the anxiety and everything that was that was happening right there. I didn't even know in my mind the collection of things that were going on, and I still wanted to cry. Right. I can remember that feeling still. Like, I don't even know what's going on, but I know it's a lot of people that's dead that shouldn't be. That's all I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's deep. I'm and then you. then you start talking about Katrina. Yep. Well, I'm gonna drop a gem and then I'm gonna go over to Katrina. Then later on in life, you go to find out that the whole thing might have been set up because it was about the bushes and the gold and the gold being buried underneath the tower. So they had set the whole thing up. So they needed to get under there to get the gold before they could reveal all the Mm -hmm. people from under debris. But that's a whole nother conversation. You gotta come sit in with me for that. I don't want to put that out here. They might try to assassinate your boy. Mm -hmm. But Katrina was uh, Katrina was real. Katrina was OC. Katrina almost gave me the end of the world feeling. Right. Because I'm just sitting here like, dude, if it's flooding there and it's still going, shit, that's going to flood more places and more places. And then this shit going to eventually break off. And then what about my family in Mississippi and Arkansas? And Like, Katrina was real. Let me and have- then you watching people sit there and float on shit like the movie Titanic. They right. just sitting on top of stuff and they waving. And you're like, this ain't no movie, though. And then you look down and every person is melanated. I'm going to tell you one thing about, about it after the fact. I don't know if you heard about this. I said look. they tried to take him off the map. <laughs> he did. He yep. said it. He said they tried to I'm, I'm add a little. I'm going to add a little nugget to the situation, man. I don't know if you know this. Um, you remember the black dude was the mayor, C. Ray Nagin. That right. was his name. You know he's in prison right now because he used all that time to steal money from the government and stuff like that during the Hurricane Katrina, he used that tragedy. A black man used that tragedy to take money from the people. He was he was behind the scenes with the white contracts and stuff like that to get them to rebuild certain parts of the city that wasn't about the inner city. Money's, money under the table. If you look at it right now, he's still in prison for it. He got convicted. Sitting in prison. But they waxing his ass. Ain't that crazy, man? Yeah, that's his. Because remember, remember during that time, he was the face of it because that was his city. Exactly. And this is what he did. Crazy. I don't want to say it, but N-word for you. 
Yeah. That's the N-word for you. I'm trying to tell you, always trying to get over on each other. Right. Now, I can understand. You're a hero if you're doing that. Like bro showed me earlier, the picture of the dude that shot the cops. Did his face look worried, bro? His face looked like, hold up, catch my good side. Right. You feel me? That's a hero move right. in our eyes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and I repeat, I am not saying what he did is what should have been done. I'm not saying what he did was right, but in the same breath, is he wrong? You don't know how this man's feeling. George Hill. You feel me? Situation happens. What did he say? I have cousins affected by situations like this. My cousin has been affected by this kind of situation. You don't know how people feeling behind George this. Hill said if it weren't for basketball, he would have been George Floyd. You feel what I'm saying? You don't know. You don't know what people are feeling. And I know certain people that might feel the same way. Like, you know what? This ain't going to end until we say, fah, 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 to the police. Then they're going to start to see, like, all right, the N-words ain't playing no more. It's time to get it together. No. But that's that situation. If he would have did that and you would have been hiding that money or secretly taking that money and then you would have built something in the inner city better for the kids, more resources for the parents coming out of this and coming out of that and coming out, it looked a little better for you. But when you take that money and you got your own objective, that ain't got nothing involved with nothing. Come on, man. I'm going I'm I'm to say something, man. I've had, I got a good, a real close friend of mine who is a sheriff's deputy. He's about to retire 1st of October. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Will. And, uh-huh. you know, with him being law enforcement, his mindset is a lot different than how we think. Okay. But he also understands. But his frustration I understand for and I always tell him, I never say you're wrong on how you feel because you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me about when they was down there um, for the rioting at the Walgreens, all that type of stuff. And you got people just in their face. He's like, I'm here taking a knee with y'all. You know what I'm saying? But his thing is, you know, why we all got to be looped together? I said, because in the end... He we said, all looped together. Right. He said the thing about it, is, and he's a black man. He said the thing about it is there are way more good cops than bad, I said. But, you know, it's a few bad that's going to make the whole good look bad. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So I always try to – and, and – Man, look, if you – basic. You look in a bag of apples, one or two of the apples done went bad in the bag. Do you throw them away or do you throw the whole bag away? The whole bag goes out. You goddamn right. But I'm gonna tell you something he told me, man. And I and I and I felt him on this. Um, he said, "Look, man, I ain't never been blind to the fact, and he ain't, cause he he a flat out say, he said I lost a lot of friends recently. I said, why is that? He said, I tell everybody, if you vote for Trump, you ain't no friend of mine. He said, I lost a lot of friends. Say like forty five on the force, four five. Yeah. So what? So he told me. He said, man, all the years I've been patrolling, he said, you know, we do highway patrol, stuff like that. Because right now he works in the crowd. But he said, you know, off day to do highway patrol. He said, look here, man, I ain't going to lie to you. If I stop a white person, they get a ticket. I don't care how nice they are. He said, if I stop a black person, they get a pass. Don't say his name. He's a hero. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. To go back earlier in the conversation, he said, but you know what really pissed me off? I said, what? 
He said, man, when you put a black man over or the black person over, and you just want to say, man, just slow down a little bit. He said, I don't care if you're going 100 over the limit. They want to give you mouth. They want to talk to you crazy. He said, so then you force me to sit back and say, you know what, man? Take this damn ticket then. I'm trying to give you a pass. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know the, I don't know it verbatim and excuse me for not knowing it off the top of my head. Go but it's a, it's a scripture in the Bible about that that says that, like, if you pretty much when you're dealing with something or somebody whose energy level pretty much doesn't match matches yours. Right. When you come off aggressive or you come off mean, pretty much what you're doing is opening the door for the confrontation. Right. And and a, and a lot of situations think about it. Even if a person come up to comes up to you and they, you know, rah, 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 rah. wait, wait. What's the problem? What's going on? Right. When you come off so smooth and calm and responsive like that, You'll bring they notch down a little bit. Well, he said he's tried that. No, I'm not. I'm saying that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what takes him there. That's what. Right. It's like it's like a curse on our people that we just are. We just instantly just pop off, and we really only do it with each other. He he, he told me another time, I'm, and I'm ended with this. He said it was one time he was at Walmart on East Capitol. He's standing in line. It was around Christmas time. He said it was an elderly lady, elderly lady standing in front of him. And there was a younger black lady standing in front of her. They waiting in the checkout line. The black lady on the speakerphone, cursing and ranting and raving, blah, blah, blah. And he said, this elderly lady had it been like 80-some years old, black woman, 85, 86. And she just, you know, he said, I could tell it's really bothering her, the language she's using, because, you know, we're taught to respect our elders. So he said, she kind of looks at him like, you know, I just can't believe it. So he says, I asked the lady, like, ma'am, could you please kind of watch your language? I said, you know, we got an elderly lady right here. Who the fuck you think you talking to? Girl, this motherfucker on back 10. I didn't watch my language. Da, 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 da. She on 10. So he said he let it go. So all of a sudden, she checks out. She's still talking crazy about him. She's walking out the door. So the elderly lady tells him, thank you so much. So he said he checks out. He walks outside the lady waiting on him. Who the fuck you think you was talking to me? Da, 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 da. Steady going on and on and on. It's supposed to be done. He said, it wasn't until I showed my badge and said, I'm the police. Now, if you want to go to jail, keep on talking. But you ain't about to sit here and talk like this, especially in front of this elderly. I can take it. But you're not about to sit here and cause a scene because I actually do something that was right and something that was noble. He said, but it takes stuff like that. And it's always just our people. What it sounds like is that she wanted the meat stick. That's, da, 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 that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like she was on it. But <clears throat> yeah, it, it's that's that's what it is. And I'm, I'm 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 sorry. I'm just feeling a little good today, man. I I throw my little jokes in. And, and okay, and I got a joke for you. No, I don't want to hear nothing about that R. Kelly no, 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 R. Kelly, no R. Kelly. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. It, it, I want to see how you would take it. Oh, a kid said to me today at work. I know this is different than what we're talking about, but it's along the lines. White kid tells me today, we outside at recess. Now, this kid, probably about 9, 10, probably about 10. He says, uh, yeah, Mr. S, I was watching basketball the other day. First of all, he called you Mr. S? Yeah, well, I'm saying that for... Okay, I got you. Microphone purposes. He said, I was watching basketball yesterday with my dad, and I seen that the majority of the players are black. I said, how did that make you feel? He's like, I don't care. He said, so I asked my dad, why do it seem like the black players can jump higher than the white players? 
I said, what your dad say? He said, because black folks got an extra bone in their body so they could jump higher. I said, oh, okay. And he went on back shooting hoops. Now, I thought it was funny because it's a kid talking to me. You understand what I'm saying? And he don't know no better. So I couldn't be like, hey, man, would you do that? No, because it's still a kid. He don't even know what he was told. So my question to you is, how would you interpret that? I, I mean, we know what's behind it, but you, you get what I'm saying? His parents told him that. His daddy told him that. His daddy told him that. His Perfect. daddy. Perfect. I would have told him, tell your dad to tell you about the tribe of Judah. And left right at that. Tell him to go read the story. The Testament of Judah. And then tell him to talk to you then. It it changed everything about it. Well, here's the thing, though. I know it's kid. Right, right. And, and but that's just my way of not engaging in that because otherwise it would have came off with something ruder than that. But I wouldn't take that. I mean, you ain't got to raise your hand, bro. It's a whole nother microphone over here if you want to chime in or something. Oh, you just stretching. Okay, my yeah, bad. Yeah, you know brother. what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, the, <laughs> uh-huh. the thing about it is, man, like I said, I didn't take it personal, but it just it's goes to what we were to. talking about early on as far as. You know, when it's all said and done, man, I'm a firm believer, I know you are too, this type of stuff is taught at home. Did you ask him, you should have told him, ask him where, where did he say the bone was? He said, he said, I did ask him that. He said, in the leg. So I asked, because I'm the only black person at my school, staff. Okay. So I asked a couple of the white coworkers out there with me. They laughed. Like, what? I've never heard that in my life. And the one lady, she was like, look here. Bottom line is, when it comes to game of basketball, hey, call it what you want. Generally speaking, you know, African-Americans are better. <laughs> you know, she was like, hey, I, I play that ball. That sounds like such a white person's answer. Exactly. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to ask my husband, has he ever heard that? She said, we all know it's bullshit. She was like, but I'm just curious. She's like, because that just makes is no sense. Is it? Is it bullshit? Is it? It's bullshit because, it, because when it's all said and done, what – the perception he just instilled on his son is that we're different. We are. Not not from the physical we sense. We are different. We are different physically, too. We ain't got no extra bone on our leg. How you know? Man, because I paid attention in health class when, you know what I'm saying, I was at Juno. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ms. Raff. She Man, a lot just about because the they bone. told you the neck bone connected to the backbone and all that don't mean they was like, but inside of niggas. The leg bone is connected to the melanated bone, which helps them jump fa- jump higher and run fast. No, she actually said, well, the niggers don't have this, don't have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't>. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but this was this was, I like this. This was a good this was a good episode. I'm feel look I'm looking into that though. Um I don't know. I feel like every everything that somebody brings up it stems from some form of something. So I, I don't even care about him hearing it from his dad. I want to know, like, where did his dad get this information from? Or who taught it to him or who told it to him? Because they must have read it from somewhere. Well, it's no, man, you know, listen, man. It's no different than they say, well, why is Usain Bolt faster than Jimmy? Well, he has no hair, so he's more aerodynamic. It's like the same type of thing. <laughs> I mean, listen, You know what I'm saying? Like you, Danny you, McBride said, if you cut the hair from under your arm, you can fight better. There you go. You are aerodynamic. <laughs> aerodynamic. Yeah. What? That make me make me more aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but that was a good session. I want to thank y'all for um, joining in, uh, sitting in with us at the Tea Time Podcast, no doubt, no where we doubt. talk topics with T, and on Thursdays we talk topics with T and AD. Um, I wanted to say something before I got up out of here. I'm sitting here trying not to laugh too hard about this aerodynamic stuff, bro. <laughs> So probably what you want to say something about the R. Kelly thing because no, you know we ain't talking about oh. that R. Kelly thing. Oh, okay. Just so y'all know, he's been trying to get this R. Kelly thing in the, in the segment for about the past couple of weeks. I'm not going. Up. I don't want to talk about R. Kelly getting beat up in jail. Okay. Have you heard about Scott Peterson? What? Can I say it? Say it, man. Scott Peterson is this dude who's sitting in prison because he killed his family. All right, white dude. So a buddy of mine hit me to a story that came on. It's gonna trip you out. And you know we got in this on a light note because that's what this is. Right. So, buddy of mine told me about an interview that happened on TV with a couple of the prisoners that's in the prison where he's at. So, they said in order for him to stay alive, he got to be the snow bunny. So, every night, this is what he got to do to make sure he stay alive. Sexual favors. Take it up to posterior. You know, things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just telling you what what, Hey, you you know, I'm just telling you what was said, man. You know, so... um, more of the story is, don't kill your family. You ain't got to go to prison. You ain't got to be nobody's snow bunny. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't made to be used like that. Poop only, not for rearing action. On that note, we want to thank you for sitting here with us on the Tea Time Podcast. Take them out, bro. Who you in? Man, I'm the boy Deli in the house. All right, and as always, it's your boy Royalty. I want you to head over to visit the website at www.truetoyou2.com. That's www.true number two y o u number two again dot com to learn more about the services. Set up a session with us, and we will be more than happy to have you come and sit down and chit chat with us on any given day, not just Thursdays, because I'm putting AD on the spot. This Thursday stuff is gonna have to change uh, because I'm gonna have to start enjoying a little bit more of these conversations throughout the uh, throughout my day. As the seasons are changing and there will be less outdoor and extracurricular activities to do. So let's give our listeners a little bit more to listen to. So be Didn't on I tell you that last that. week? No, you didn't tell me nothing last week. People don't week. be answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say no names. Well, yeah, I'm your boy, Royal T. And it's your boy, Deli. Google Snow Bunny. You know what I'm saying? If you want to know what that means. <laughs> and, and Google the R. Kelly thing, too. Let us know what you think. You know what I'm saying? He got the brakes beat off him in jail. Listen, man, it's peace. That's positive energy always creates elevation. Peace, Shout out to the blueberry incense. Love. Prosperity. And until next time. Out. Out, out, out. Watch on me, I rock it like it's a pretend What you expect? I'm the elect, it come with respect Drippin' so fresh, intelligent See my intellection, it come with correction Get it paid like collections, yeah My life is a lesson, yeah We reap what we sow, but we prosper from blessings, yeah My bitch charge like a Tesla I'm still flexing like wrestlers I'm on deck, no, I'm next Hold up, team lead with the force like Yoda Red can in my hand, no cola. Ballin' in the meal, been the plan, uh, it's over. Boss uh, man with the fam, I'm so sad. You niggas steady striving, trying to be my Tennessee. I'm on the ride, just strive to be the man to be. The one you can't defeat, the light you dare to seek. I'm so out of reach. Uh, on my throne, stand ten toes. That's money of a bitch, it's fame of the richest. Goes, that's my mode, I'm on. Now I got the broads on the roadway. Straight boss, Rick Ross with the gunplay. Huh.
I'm looking down from the summit. I had to take a pause for the moment. The sky your limit, I go higher. Peace, prosperity, more power, I desire. The flame is lit, I'm the igniter. All my life been feeling box, came out of fighter. Now I'm playing like a jet. Apple Watch on me, I rock it like it's a potent. What you expect? I'm the elect, it come with respect. Dripping so fresh, intelligent, see my intellection. It come with correction, getting paid like elections. Yeah, my life is a lesson. Oh yeah, we reap what we sow, but we prosper from blessing. Oh yeah, my bitch shines like a Tesla. I'm still flexing like wrestlers. I'm on deck, no, I'm next. Lately been healing my soul, been reading unraveling scrolls. The stories we never were told, been changing my life, watch the measure unfold now. I got new goals now. Jason McFarlane, my mood now. The first in my city, you see. No, it's the pimps up and hoes down. Came a long way, ask me how. See all the moments I was down. Got me into my mama proud. Nice to see my mama smile. Growing up in the streets, never thought I'd be the name. The people's choice through all my battles, I remain the same. Switch up, I never change. My life on the bigger things. Embrace the change, I made a name. Expect to say, I made the plane like a jet. Apple Watch on me, I rock it like it's a potent. What you expect? I'm the elect, it come with respect. Dripping so fresh, intelligent, see my intellection. It come with correction, get it paid like elections. Yeah. My life is a lesson. Oh yeah. We reap what we sow, but we prosper from blessings. Oh yeah. My bitch shines like a Tesla. I'm still flexing like wrestlers. I'm on deck, no, I'm next.